Have you ever had something spooky happen? Something you can't explain. My name's Liana. And I'm Michaela. And sometimes you just have to ask yourself, what if it's haunted? really cringy on the startup we were so cringy i i think it's really if you're not cringy in the startup there's no reason for you to be around you know (laughs) yeah if we're not here to embarrass ourselves what are we doing like am i letting you see the true me if i'm not embarrassed by something i said we're doing a podcast so they can't see Am I Anything. letting you hear the true me? <laughs> if um, if at least I say once per episode, I don't listen, you know, like when I'm re-listening and I'm like, uh, why did I say that? <laughs> That's not what I meant. That's not even what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I think some of it's like word vomit a little bit. Or like trying to reconstruct my thoughts better and then I end up saying the same thing like 10 times and I'm like... <laughs> Uh, take 11 here i go again in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) well in my opinion uh that's liana i guess she's right and in my opinion that's michaela that's a solid opinion and uh welcome to what if it's haunted a podcast about validation and a cringe fest you're welcome i will keep the puns in check maybe (sighs) anyway we're also talking about paranormal stuff too so that's that's fun. I bet that's what the listeners are here for. Uh, something paranormal. Something spooky. That's valid. That's valid. That's what I would be here for. But, you know, it's not <laughs> what, not I'm, what I'm, here I'm here for. I'm here for snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to hang out with uh, one of my best friends. So and talk about uh, weird shit that we would talk about anyway. And we're here to share it with all of you. And snacks. We're here to share snacks. I am not sharing my snacks. I have no snacks to share. So that's false advertising. Again, <laughs> we will not Sorry. be mailing anyone snacks. Disclaimer right here: no mailing snacks. Um, I guess if I see you in the street and you happen to know who I am and you ask me to buy you a snack, if you're wearing a mask and we're socially distant, I will definitely buy you a snack. I will not withhold snacks in that regard, but I will also buy myself one. I just pictured right. like someone across the way and just being like, "Hey, hey, Dada," and then like you're like, "Oh my god." First no, of all, how no, can you, you tell? You know what's going to happen is when one of our partners is listening, they're going to be like, oh, we were promised snacks. They're going to run up to us and be like, hey, buy me a snack. And I'm going to be like, what the hell are you even talking about? <laughs> First of all, with what money? <laughs> I'm be like, did you buy me a snack? <laughs> um, but yes, anyway, uh, with that in mind, we are here to create a community and a comfortable place where we can share these stories and sometimes snacks. I guess we can move on to what spooky nonsense did I find online this week? Um, Okay, so I have sent it to you because it is a picture, but I will describe it the best I can and maybe we'll even share it on our Instagram. I don't know. I don't know how we feel about sharing things that aren't ours on our Instagram. Well, that'll be a discussion we have offline, I suppose. Anyway, so this is a screenshot from a Facebook page I follow called All Things Halloween. And the caption says Moxie, with little black heart, and a couple tildes. 
But um, anyway, it says, you're doing renovations on your newly acquired property and you find this door. Are you opening it or keeping it closed? And just so everyone knows, so it's a... Michaela, you see it too Mm -hmm. as I start describing it? Okay. So it is... It's a picture of a wall that's been torn apart, and it looks like the wall had a little indent anyway, probably one of those built-in shelf things, you know, or whatever storage. It looks like the one next to it has a little bit of a storage thing going on as well. And the whole room is like this, what would you say, like ivory color? Mm -hmm. And cracked through the concrete, there's this, looks to be wooden door, but it's like green. Yeah. So the question is, are are you opening it or keeping it closed? Okay. I would open it out of curiosity, but I would be so scared. Because <laughs> you're, you're not supposed to open things like that. <clears throat> like you shouldn't, but I would. Mm-hmm. But what's behind there? That's like my mom's house. Uh, apparently, it used to be like a little tiny farmhouse, maybe. I don't know. But like there's this area in the back that I think has... It's like this, it might have been a boiler to heat up the home. I'm not entirely sure, but it. I call it the murder room because like legit, <laughs> it's just dark. There were a pair of shoes back there, like men's work shoes. But why? Because no, you're in the middle of town anyway. I don't go in there. So as much as I would want to open that door, I know myself better. I, w- I shouldn't. So I won't. There. There's your real answer. Okay, I won't do it. How do you feel when you go near that room at your mom's house? Like, what was, what's your vibe? Bad vibes, dude. Okay. No, I mean, because my answer was going to be depends how I feel. Like, if I open and it's just a door in the middle of the thing and I don't feel weird, I'm going to be like, whatever, guys. It's just a door. But, like, if I have a tingly feeling, I'm, I ain't touching it. Didn't we have a story like that? Uh, we've had stories where people found rooms in their houses and stuff like that. I don't believe it's been a door. Wait, but how can you have a room without a door? No, like, they found an area, you know, just like a room. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I assuming guess. the door wasn't present. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it took the day off? What yeah, are you like, it wasn't there. <laughs> like, it was probably removed when they walled off that area. Okay. Um, unless it's like in another wall somewhere, but why would you wall it <laughs> off on both sides? I mean, that one looks like it is walled off on both sides, but like, also, like, what are you doing? Why is there a door? Like, why did you just? I'm not going to throw away this door. You know what? We're concreting anyway. Let's just let's, let's just put it in the wall. It's fine. I have a question for the homeowner, though. What? Do, what? You would never question that empty space there. Well, look at the picture. It looks like. I don't know what it's called, but it it looks like it's part of the design. And I guess we should probably just, like, post it so that other people can know what we're talking about. But um, it looks like there could be shelving there. You could put a TV there. Right. I I know it's part of the design, but I'm just saying, like, if that's a door... Then there's a room behind it. So, like, square footage-wise... If there's a room behind it. So it's just a door? I don't know. That The post does not say... Why would you just put a if door If there's there? a door, if there's not I a door. I have questions. Why that, would... That's why that's we don't know how what's going on. rooms are built, my friend. Or what if that's just a doorway that they wanted to close off, and the other room is just there, but they're like, we don't need this doorway. We have two entrances to this room. Screw it could this be. beautiful door. Because that's a gorgeous door. I mean, granted, it's been covered in, in dust and, and schmutz, but like... I mean, it could be. If there's a room behind it, 
<laughs> be like, can I return this property? Like, this is creepy. So would you not use that room? Like, say that that's your house, what would you do? All on the vibes. But I guess also, if I don't feel weird, like, if I'm looking for a place and I'm buying a house and I get a weird feeling, I'm not buying that house, right? So if I didn't feel weird and then we found it and I still don't feel weird, I would probably be like, okay, this is just, this is actually just coincidence, like nonsense. You know, this is just some guy being lazy when he's, you know, like redoing his house and putting the door in the wall for some reason. But if I feel a freaking thing. Okay, but what if, what if uh, Dan opened it without you there and then you got home and then you felt it? Like, if it felt different do? when he opened the door, I'd probably grab him and Nova and leave. But you just spent so much money. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not about to fuck around. That's exactly what people do in those horror movies. They're like, <laughs> oh, well, we bought this house. I'm staying here. I'm living. No, it's yours. You can have it. That's Thank a horror you. movie situation. Thank you. Um, have a good time. Shame I just wasted all this money. <laughs> I should have included a if it's haunted, I'm returning it clause. But hey. <laughs> That's what that's what you need as a homeowner. If you're gonna buy a home, yeah, if yeah. it's haunted, I'm giving it back. Yeah, just just so you know, like I'm not paying thirty day return yeah. policy, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like, <laughs> but knowing me and Dan, if I do that, he's gonna be like, "What the fuck? Like this is fine," because he doesn't really believe in that kind of stuff. So he would be like, "It's fine. It's just a door. Get over it." Would you try and cleanse it? I guess if he was very pushy about it, hell yeah, like I'd be up in there, holy water, Florida, Florida water, whatever I could find. Mountain Dew. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, it'd be anything. Catch me actually calling a priest for once. Like, I'm not religious, but please come to my home and help. Yeah. <laughs> please help me, you know. They do that when you buy new places a lot of the time. Some religious folks do cleanse their house. Right. Um with holy water and i'm not really sure what else because that's not my jam but yeah you know some people do so i don't think it's uncommon to have a priest come bless your house and <laughs> i'm sure if i call him in a panicked voice <laughs> about a room i found in the house i might get a few hang-ups i'm sure but right. that's the route i would go i i would not want to fuck with that it would be awesome if we opened the door and it was like a narnia style thing but also <laughs> there's a little half goat man just standing there He's like, whoop. <laughs> or like one of those doors from like Men in Black, you know, like shit like that's cool oh, yeah. in movies, but not for me. Right. Goes against who you are as a person. And I get that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's what? not my jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not my jam. Mm. What do you think would be behind that door if you opened it? Because I said, you know, I like Narnia style stuff or, you know me, I'm all about the face. I'm like, you know, there's something fairy like. Weird mystical world. Any unknown world. room that I see is a murder room. There's no reason for it to be sealed up except murder. And uh, see, I'm thinking more like portal. Like you open it, and it's like a weird mystical thing. Do you want me to not say like something literal mystical? Murder uh, room. No, no, you don't have to. I'm just that's that's what I'm well, leaning towards okay, because but to when me you, that seems like you that see door is a green like there. door. Listen, you see a green door. In there, standing with wild Tina Turner-like hair is the Goblin King. And he says, I've got your baby brother. <laughs> That's not what he sounds like. I can't it's because you're wearing the shirt, I can't, huh? That is because I'm wearing the shirt. I can't do David Bowie's voice. So I go like this. Please don't say that you think that's David Bowie, because that is not Bowie. <laughs> no! Um. What's it is said? Anyway, so standing there. 
is the Goblin King. And he's like, I've got your baby brother. No. <laughs> Still can't. That one, like, anyway. weird movie announcer. <laughs> In a world where I have your baby brother. Behind a green door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to try with the voices. That's not my jam. That's your jam. Uh, that's not my thing. I, uh, I can't do it. Um, Find a baby brother. That That sounds more like Hulk Hogan, right? Where he's like, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see we're, that. We're yeah. killing it. All right. Anywho, um, shall we flip a coin? Whose story is going first? I'm Kim. And I'm Ashley. And we host True Crimes and Weird Times, where we answer questions like... Did the government really kill Danny Casolaro? Did you know that the movie Scream was based on an actual serial killer? How much do you know about skinwalkers? Join us every Wednesday for your weekly dose of true crimes... The unexplained... And the just plain weird... Check out our website, truecrimesweirdtimes.com. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. And listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. So come check us out. We'll be waiting. <laughs> uh, you can go first. Okay. Um, all right, let's just uh, play it then. Death Alley in Chicago, Illinois. So how does a place get such a name? Well, I'll tell you. It all starts on a cold, late December day in 1903. Location, Iroquois Theater. Intended activity, a Wednesday matinee of Mr. Bluebeard. What actually happened was a tragedy. This theater claimed to be fireproof, which we all know means trouble ahead. The show was sold out to about 1,800 attendees, jam-packed in with even standing tickets sold. During the performance, a stage light sparked and a curtain caught fire. The crew attempted to put the fire out using an extinguishing powder, but were unable to do so because they were below the fire. When they tried lowering the curtain, it got caught on something, so they couldn't even lower it. Around this time is when the audience is said to have figured out there was something wrong and began looking for exits. And then there was more trouble. You see, this was before fire exits were required to be labeled, so many couldn't find the exits, and when they did, they had trouble with the doors as the handles were a type of lock not commonly used in the U.S. Furthermore, the second floor were actually locked in their seats. This was common in the time and was put in place in order to prevent folks from sneaking into areas with better seating. Some folks found windows and either resorted to jumping or trying to climb across to nearby buildings. It was a mess, and some fell to their deaths, and some landed on corpses surviving the fall. Meanwhile, the crew had opened the door to the alley trying to escape, and the cold air had rushed in, making the fire worse. One source said this made the fire kind of fireball into the audience area. There was another precaution that the theater put in place, which was an opening in the ceiling meant to allow smoke to escape and encourage the fire to move upwards. The crew couldn't get it open. Some thought it was nailed shut. And there were fire escapes. However, they were frozen due to the cold weather, and this prevented the releasing of the ladders, so folks were still stuck up high and having to resort to jumping or climbing to nearby buildings. By the time it was all said and done, this 30-minute fire had taken the lives of about 600 people. Today, the alley is frequently used by pedestrians and stage crews. Folks report all sorts of eerie happenings. It's said that even on the warmest Chicago days, there's a chill in the air. Folks walk through the alley and feel the touch of a phantom hand. Some even report being pushed, seeing apparitions, hearing cries, or even hearing their own name. So have you ever walked through that alley? 
I have walked through that alley, but I am more aware of like the Cadillac Palace Theater than I am about the because now where the Iroquois, Iroquois was is um, around the Nederlander Theater mm-hmm. or the old Oriental Theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just seeing because my uh, my dad's um, best friend Kevin he was a stagehand and he toured a lot and he we went and met him for a beautiful like the carol king story musical and he gave me a tour of the backstage area over there but it's not too far down the way but it's not where that was and i was wondering like had i been to the back of that theater no uh no i have not. so um so. yeah it's pretty uh tragic and horrific Having taken as many theater classes, I have heard about that before. I remember my theater management course. I think the teacher was like, we're going to learn about this. Uh, We also heard about that um, tragedy where recently, like recently, it wasn't yesterday, but a couple years ago, um, there was a stage People like people were overcrowded in this rock show event, um, and the same thing kind of happened. And but this, I know that this event changed the way fire codes are done in mm-hmm. general. Like it's crazy that stuff like that's still happening. Um, yeah, like okay, so a little bit of background according to the sources that I found. I'm not claiming that these are absolutely correct, but from my research, um, looks like at least one of the doors leading to the exterior was actually a pull-in, which we know mm-hmm. is a big no-no. And, oh, um, what was the name of the locks? A, I'm the worst at pronouncing stuff, so I'm sorry. A bascule door lock? And I believe that's one of the ones where it's it has a handle that pulls, like a curved handle, so it's not like mm-hmm. round. Um, and that's what they had at the time. And apparently most, this wasn't very common in the States then. It was more commonly used in Europe. So people in a panic were really not sure what to do. Um, right. And so now that's why we have what's called the panic bar, which everyone has seen. That's how you get out of your school, a library, a mall. It's a like strip across mm-hmm. the door and you just like lightly tap and you, you can walk. I was wrong. I don't think the, the ceiling like the sky opening was supposed to encourage the flames to go up. I think it was just supposed to like alleviate the smoke pressure. It's also why when you're anywhere, you should find other exits that aren't the go-to. That's not like it, it just like highlights the fact of like most people like barricaded those doors because those are the doors that they went into. Like that was a big problem too. Like they knew those doors because that's where they entered um, and then people couldn't get out because of the mob and then bodies and the flash and ugh. it's pretty it's pretty intense because all of this happened in a half hour, which most fires don't last very long anyway, I suppose. But um, most people who were dying were dying in the alley <laughs> from trying to escape and falling and and other people landing on them. And it's one of those things where it takes a tragedy to fix the thing. Uh, so that's a lot. That's all. Okay. <laughs> Spiritually. That's a lot of energy there. The panic, the fear, just that massive chaos that was happening that, like, I'm sure is 
tangible. <laughs> like even if you're working there and theaters in general have that big presence. We have a big energy. So many people coming in mm-hmm. and theater people, as we've always said, we're all about the energy. We feel it. You know, it's. Yeah. It's a lot in one area, and honestly, I think one of the things that I also found really terrifying about this was that they were also selling, like, standing room tickets. So it's not just that all the seats were filled. It's that there were still people standing in the way everywhere because they sold extra tickets to give you, like, standing room Mm -hmm. and, you know, make more money. Yeah. But again, you don't know until you know, you know? So Mm -hmm. And there weren't signs. Like, there weren't exit signs. Like, now, anywhere you go, one of the first announcements, like, at the movies, you know, please, you know, note your exits, and they'll usually say left or right, because, you know, it's a generic voiceover mm-hmm. thing. But there's always one to your left or right in the front, and there's one in mm-hmm. the back, you know? it's Yeah. No, I always, I always um, make sure that I know an exit. Just <laughs> paranoia. But it's certainly not a a bad thing to look for because again everyone's going to make a rush for where just human nature where you came in the closest one you can see yeah not even that it's where you came in from like because that's that's the path that you went um to get in and you're familiar just yeah right so your brain is hardwired into like when you go into that fight or flight mode like where your reptilian brain takes over you're gonna go that route that you went to so uh, that's just what happens. So always look to someplace that you haven't, um, that that is marked an exit, first of all. But also, um, like, get it in your mind, like, that's where I'm going to go if there's a problem. So, uh, but enough about safety. <laughs> but i mean but that's what causes this energy like when you're in that panic and like we've all been somewhere where we had to get escorted out because something was happening um i was uh i was at a con several years ago and a light fixture caught fire and everybody was evacuated i was in line Mm -hmm. to meet john d lancy and you know i was already in line for like two hours so kind of it was a little nerve-wracking um i like light fixture caught fire and everybody was escorted out it was it was a lot of people. I mean, it wasn't a huge con. You know, it wasn't like I was, you know, at Comic-Con or anything, but it was a huge con. Right. And everyone gets escorted out. And stuff like that happens. Some people panic. Some people don't care. It was really funny. Some people, like, weren't leaving the line until he was escorted from the area. They were like, nah, nah, I'm away. <laughs> um, but we've all been in those situations. Like, you know, because fire drills, nobody gives a crap. Like, we've, we all did that, you know, during school. Like, that's not high energy. But when there's an actual threat or you don't know what the threat is. Yeah. Like, and then you leave that energy there. I mean, sometimes you leave that energy there even if you leave with your life. Were there apparitions? I can't remember. Uh, like, yeah. Okay. I believe so. Were yeah. there, are there ones that, like, have names and stuff like that, too? Uh, not that I saw, No. No, but it seems like it seems like there's a variety of things going on in this alley, um, which leads me to believe that it's probably several spirits, mm-hmm. um, because some seem like a fan- like a phantom hand, like touching you. Mm-hmm. Some are pushing, so that's like aggressive and strong. That's strong, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And then some see them uh, very commonly. They hear crane, uh, crane. They hear faint f- cries. 
Mm -hmm. uh, which would make sense. People were falling to their death trying to climb across to other buildings or like jumping and crazy. But the one that really creeped me out is that some hear their own name being said. So like, <laughs> it's a little wild, like some spirits talking to you. But like that one's the one where I, it's, it creeps me out personally the most, but I don't understand what the spirit's motivation would be in that instance, you know? Right. I kind of wonder if it might work like a portal now. Oh, yeah. Like so much energy right there. Maybe it's like a, like a passing point. Right. So like even if those souls um, or those spirits have been released, like, f finding the light and stuff like that, uh, who is to say other things can't come through? Because that is a lot of energy and a lot of... Um, sadness and grief and you you don't find that often that feels like that could pros possibly be like a portal kind of area um especially since it is a theater now and all of that is like continuous energy but it's funny because all, most most of this just reported in the alley you know like which again that's where well i don't think i mentioned in my story um there's no like there's no nice way to say it but they were piling like they were piling corpses like six, seven feet high in the alley. Mm -hmm. um, so depending on what an individual's belief system might be, how long you stay in your body after you've passed on, yada, yada, you know, like that could be the, that could be the place where y you were most recently in your body. And that's why the energy's in the alley. But I didn't find any notes of issues within the theater. But then again, as a person who's been in many theaters, we always joke that it's haunted. So maybe it's more of a, they don't take it seriously or they just think, oh, somebody else replaced that, moved it. You know, it's not it's not a thing that is uh, there's not a lot of tangible stuff maybe happening in there. And theaters are super drafty anyway. This is actually one of the places where I looked it up and I was like, you know, I know what I'm always saying. I would consider walking through this alley. Consider. That doesn't mean I will, but I will consider it. Because if it's on like a warm day and I walk through and it like it's it feels cold or something, you know, like. I think this is an instance where I would feel safe being like, I'm going to walk through here. Because it is, it's still used, stagehands, people use it as a shortcut. I looked up where it is. You know, it's it's just an alley. And everyone walks through alleys in Chicago. It's not like, it's not a thing. Like, that's... I, the, the fact that they don't haunt the theater, but also, yeah. So I think that maybe it does act as a portal. Like, that whole alleyway in general. Or like... Maybe a portal is not the right word. Maybe more of a hot spot, you know, like, like just like a like a point of energy, whether it's attracting or right. whatever. Now, how do we cleanse it? Cleansing an alley. Um, I don't know. I wonder if people have already tried. But honestly, if there's so much energy, like, I guess a question would come: like, can it even be cleansed? Uh, maybe when it gets nicer out, I will actually go walk through this alley. I'd, um, I don't know. Or maybe you can come into town. We'll walk through the alley together. There you go. It'll be perfect. We'll do like a live thing. Yeah, maybe. Why not? You know, on a nice summer day, we'll be like, oh, my God, we're walking through the alley. Check us out. <laughs> we have too much attention on us. We don't notice that like something's happening. Like one of us gets poked and we're just like, <laughs> it was like a, yeah, <laughs> we're just like hanging out. <laughs> Um, like a spirit in the background going but, like... Okay, so actually touching on why I, I think I'm okay with this kind of thing because I tend to not get as freaked out when I'm outdoors. I think the feeling of a house freaks me out a lot or like walls or being walled in. 
Um, not specifically because I'm not scared of, I'm not claustrophobic. I'm not scared of small spaces, but I've told you this before, right? I'm afraid of the dark and I've been afraid of the dark since mm-hmm. I was a child, but I love being outside at night. I can walk outside at night and it's so pretty and I love it. I love it being dark outside, like that blue color or really dark. So I don't know what it is about it, but when I'm outside, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I have more exits. <laughs> um, I wonder, honestly, I kind of wonder because Frank said that you have like fairy type energy kind of things like that so i wonder if nature um is comforting to you because it of could that. Be. like it's um very grounding to you so i can see that being something for you mm-hmm. yeah because it's it's not like a fake darkness it's it's like a it's it's a natural darkness when you're outside yeah and you do have a little bit of light because i've been I've been places, I've obviously grew up outside of city, so it's not very dark here at night, even when it is dark. But I've been in, um, I've been in like really small towns in Greece where you sit outside and you can't see anything. You can see the stars and that's it. And I've not felt like scared. I mean, you know, maybe if I'm starting to walk through, like I have a family member who has like a little orchard. If I start walking through the orchard and I hear sounds and I'm aware there's an animal or something around, I'm not tempting that and I'm heading back inside. But until, there is an actual occurrence. I'm always just, this feels comfy. This is nice. But if I'm inside and like the power goes out, I'm screaming, I'm crying. I, I hate it. I can't, I can't do it without light. Um, so yeah, a little insight on me, I guess. I, I guess I have little exceptions to my little rules. <laughs> no haunted houses, but apparently haunted alleys are, are okay-ish. <laughs> so what about you? Um... Honestly, being with people, if I'm if I'm alone, then it's an issue. But if I'm with somebody, it's not an issue. Cuz then I I I guess I feel comforted in somebody else experiencing the experiences with me so that I don't think I'm crazy. I mean, I'm crazy, but like not that crazy. I hope. So, uh I I think which is why I would be game for doing something with you like going to a haunted hotel so to say and uh because i wouldn't be alone Mm. experiencing it i wonder if that's whole it's it's like the being brave because the person next to you is afraid thing you know Mm -hmm. oh for sure (laughs) i'll go up and ask for ketchup for you i don't care but if you want the ketchup i will eat my i will eat my fries dry (laughs) yeah i like them (laughs) So anyways, again, uh, <clears throat> having worked at a hotel, uh, very interested in hotels. And I actually stayed at this hotel that I'm going to tell you about, which is the Congress Plaza Hotel, which is pretty much what everyone knows when they think of a haunted hotel. They, You'll look at a list and it'll be like the Congress Plaza, number one. So uh, and I found an interesting story from there. So, okay. So before I share the story, I just want to give you um, a little heads up. So the story that we are going to be sharing today does have the topic of suicide. So always reach out to somebody. Uh, We are going to post the lifeline for you um, because it is a very big topic for us um, and for the world as a whole. So Enjoy the story. 
Chicago is a city that has scars that run deep. In the heart of this metropolis sits a seemingly innocent hotel. The Congress Plaza looks out over the Buckingham Fountain to the cool waves of Lake Michigan. You may have heard of the Congress Plaza before. It is notorious for its haunted mysteries, after all. Some say the spirit of Al Capone walks the halls, and he's not the only guest that refuses to vacate the premises. The first serial killer of the Windy City has been seen with a victim of the past. H.H. Holmes was said to have used the Congress's lobby to lure women to his own hotel of horrors. While these notable spirits are what draws in many who wish to know more about those who haunt these walkways and rooms, the most interesting spirits are locked away. On the 12th floor sits a room that is sealed to the public, and even the staff refuse to talk about it. This account is of what happened that may be the cause of the haunting, and it is both tragic and filled with pain. During World War I and II, the Congress Plaza Hotel was used to house immigrants and refugees from war-torn countries. In 1939, a 43-year-old Czech Jewish woman named Adele Langer was staying in the hotel with her two sons, Jan Misha, four, and Carl Tommy, six. They were in the country on a six-month visa, which was about to expire. Her husband was supposed to join them, but was delayed and unreachable. Adele was anxious for her husband to arrive and becoming increasingly nervous that they would soon be deported. She fell into a deep depression and eventually suffered a nervous breakdown. On August 4th, 1939, she and the children spent the day at the zoo. When they returned to their room on the 12th floor of the Congress Plaza Hotel, Adele threw her two sons out of the window before jumping herself. She died completely unaware that on that very day, they had received a letter informing the Langer family that they had been offered permanent refuge in Canada. When Mr. Langer received the news that his family had passed, he reportedly threatened to commit suicide himself. Are the spirits that chase those down the halls those of a mobster, a serial killer, or of a tragedy that befell a family that has not been able to rest? The stories of those that haunt this hotel are as plentiful as there are rooms. What other stories can be told by those without a voice here? So that story, I, again, I stayed in the Congress Plaza. I stayed in the rooms and uh, I've, I've stayed there twice. And both times, nothing happened. So, uh, but then again, I didn't stay in any of the haunted rooms because 441, little do you know, actually uh, inspired Stephen King to write 1408. That's what I heard, but I've never seen it or read or any of that stuff. No, I saw it. It was all right. But also just I I haven't experienced anything there. The vibes are there for sure, but I haven't. 
So I've been in the lobby, and um, one of my theater classes, we uh, we explored the possibility of doing one of our final projects in there <laughs> without permission, of course. So the whole class, we right. kind of went and walked around, looked around, because that's, that's how us theater kids do. We just show up in weird places. And so I do remember feeling weird being in there. I wouldn't attribute that to the vibes of the hotel being haunted, mostly because like when we went in to look, I knew we weren't supposed to be there. So mm-hmm. I probably felt weird because I was like, oh, we got to got to try not to get caught and kicked out because <laughs> it was all of us. It was the teachers, too. Like it, we, that was the class where we had two teachers. So like uh-huh. all of us were in there. So a group of like, what, 20 people walk in and we're just like nonchalant, <laughs> like walking through the lobby. Like, don't mind us, please. Um, so it, it was we also, <laughs> weird uh, when we stayed. So this is also the hotel with like the longest running picket line. Uh so to get in, like they were when we went, which was when I was 18, um, going 10 years strong in that picket line, I think, or like maybe maybe I'm over exaggerating it. But anyway, it's like the longest picket line uh, that it's running. And we felt weird doing that. So maybe that was the vibe <laughs> that I was picking up on because <laughs> we needed to go in and stay there. Uh, I walked past it a lot. Like I was saying a little while ago, that, that was the alley I literally walked through after grabbing my lunch most days on the way to to class to you know like that was i tripped once in that alley i don't think it had anything to do with any spirits or anything yeah i was but i saved my sandwich so you know important things and i believe my monster didn't spill too much so good i had caffeine and food so very important but um i do want to touch on something in the story because Mm -hmm. uh i am an immigrant and i i want to talk about the idea that is Adele somebody that would be haunting this place or is Adele like a victim of something haunting this place? Because when you are an immigrant, by the way, it is, you are filled with an irrational amount of anxiety. I mean, most anxiety is irrational, but it's, it's a lot because everything's uncertain and there's a lot of paranoia about like even the simplest things Mm -hmm. like, um, answering the census, you know, if, if you should be counted or not, because, you know, what if they take something away from you or what if they figure out you're here and they think there's too many people? It's, it's nonsense. It is. It absolutely is. I'm a fairly rational person and I succumb to this all the time. There's a lot of anxiety behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to make this about my story or anything because that's not what this podcast is about, but there's a whole lot of anxiety behind it. So like also how tragic that like the letter arrived that day oh my god I'm, yeah i am dying inside from that the little like immigrant liana here is like crying um but that that's what i'm thinking is you know does she, do you think maybe she turned into a haunting spirit because she was going through so much turmoil and she has her kids to worry about because you know or did something drive her to it like something from within there was making it worse for her making her more anxious about it or or maybe it had nothing to do with immigration. Maybe the spirit was just evil and vindictive, wasn't letting them sleep. And, like, drove her crazy. So I had a reading once, and I asked about my anxiety. Um, how can I help myself with um, my own anxiety spiritually? Um, because I think there's a connection there. And I was told... Uh, that like wow you have you do have a, a dark entity um around you and like stuff like that can get attracted 
uh, by feeling down, by depression, and then it just feeds off of it. And then Mm -hmm. you get worse and worse and worse. And that's um, like why I think I was declining. Uh, Not like other reasons because like health is important, but I can see that not helping, like a dark entity not helping. Uh, So like I started trying to cleanse and stuff like that. And as soon as I stopped doing that, got worse anyway enough about me uh so i'm it is valid to think that there was something else um maybe with her but i i do think that there's a lot of turmoil there where she could still be around because things weren't that story didn't end you know um unfortunately and and that's just um a probable cause of what's in that room, um, what's in that hallway, uh, because people think that the the boys are running amok in that hallway. People have been chased. And I can see maybe that being the case because that, like I said, that story didn't get the happy ending like it should have. Because unfortunately, um, we all have struggles. And um, I'm not an immigrant, so I don't know those struggles. Um, But I know that you do as well. And everyone's story is very hard to read. Everyone has their own difficult chapters. And um, some are harder than others. And so that's just, I I think that's why it is painful, because some, she could have been helped. Like, it, it would have been painful anyway. But also, like, that happy ending was right around the corner. And I wish she would have known um, and maybe like, that's also why maybe if, if that is her, she may be restless because she found out, oh, she, yeah, a little too late. Like, I made a mistake. Kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And if it was a spirit or something in there that influenced her that way or some sort of negative energy or entity, she was so close from escaping it. Mm-hmm. She was so close because that's in Chicago. Congress Plaza is in Chicago. I think we mentioned that, but you know. She, if she got offered permanent residency in Canada, there, there's, there you go. You're, you know, mm-hmm. like I mean, also maybe it wouldn't have been feasible because who knows about money and stuff like that. Those are all things that you know she would have to consider for her family. But if there was a light at the end of the tunnel, and then yeah, <laughs> the tunnel ends. <laughs> she ended the tunnel, um, or something convinced her to do so. Whatever the case may be, like, I mean. I think either way there's dark energy in that room whether it was there before her or it's something that left you know mm-hmm. or something she left behind rather well I mean that's why they closed it up <laughs> that's they were... was has it been closed since that uh I think after or, because they it it I couldn't find what the final straw like and I I couldn't even find that that was the room um she was on the 12th floor but that's the that's a room that had a lot of activity in general from what i've heard and um so they boarded it up and it uh, the, for the article that i read said that staff won't talk about it they doesn't exist so and there's a lot of rooms with like weird locks and stuff like that so i mean i get that especially if you're like on property you know mm-hmm. and someone asks you about it it's like i'm not talking about that that's going to get whatever is in there it's going to get its attention yeah. and i'm 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 not about that again you have all that energy <laughs> t- 
time and time again. That's the what energy. it always comes back to. And I think that's something we have to take home with us is like, you know, keep your energy positive, right? Like keep your energy up. <laughs> it's hard sometimes though. Dude, it's it's hard. It's super hard. It's not easy. I'm not like, hey, put a smile on. Everything's good. Like, no, just yeah, do what you can. So, uh, and you also never know how you're going to impact someone's day. So you could be that uplifting spirit. And that's what I try to be. Even if that means I'm a little kooky sometimes. Yeah, but it's always fun to make someone's day. And that's, I think that's something I miss a lot because I, I'm still very isolated. I work from home. You know, I don't see a lot of people anymore. And right. Like, I suffer from that a lot. Um, I, I'm an extrovert. I need the social engagement. And the worst part about being an extrovert, at least in the way that I am, is that I'm I'm tired I have no energy because I'm not socializing, but because I don't have any energy, I also don't want to socialize. Right. <laughs> um, like even online mm-hmm. with most people. Look, I um, if it helps you feel any better, I can threaten to fart on you because I threatened to fart on my coworkers. Is that what you... Are you threatening to like take a train here <laughs> to fart on me? <laughs> That's a bit extra. That's some extra bullying right there. We don't... Yeah. We don't un- we don't endorse bullying. Do we endorse here. being gassy? Because sometimes I'm a little gassy. Beans, beans, the magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. Hey, that's what I don't want is a ghost that farts. No, I live with a man that does that. And I do that myself. I swear, if I, that's where you get the mysterious smells is these gassy farts. <laughs> a spirit. A ghost farting. That's hilarious. <laughs> That'd be like me as a ghost. <laughs> It's no, Stinky no, from Casper would, or whatever his name is. It would be me as a ghost, but like I'd be a mixture of like Stinky and Fatso because I'd be like, ooh, there's yeah. cheese here. I'm eating all your cheese. And then I'm like, ooh, that cheese made me gassy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then they'd be like, why are you talking to me? Please. But people can't hear you. Like, unless you're a uh, clear audience, they can't hear you. So you're just putting your stink everywhere and everyone's like, Ugh. But apparently all, what everyone my- is. What's the clear nasal we can all smell weird smells yeah but like people <laughs> you didn't know that but that's just you no, maybe she's born no with idea. it but the um, i had no idea i had a also super like, nose that could smell paranormal yeah. smells paranormal fart, farts yeah and then people um are like where did first of all where did my good gouda go <laughs> second what is that smell <laughs> third how can i smell it anyway honey did you finish the are. machango <laughs> me as a ghost starting fights for between couples all over the world i travel eating everyone's cheese (laughs) it's your spiritual journey (laughs) raise your vibrations enough just up yeah okay you know what you know you made it when you make fart jokes if pumbaa can do it we can do it too Uh, well, I like that we uh, turned this into something uplifting because we've had some tragedy discussed today. There's a lot of tragedy it's today. It's been a sad, sad day for these things. Yeah. yeah. These stories, because we want to hear about the spirits, but how do we get to spirits? Traditionally, most hauntings that we hear about are of someone who's passed away. Most times. I really want to find some other hauntings because I know, I know Frank talked about some... Oh, the Bell Witch. The Bell Witch. I think we should. I think we've uh we've chatted quite a bit and we've we've managed to bring the level of energy we've explored up. Explored a lot of things. So I'm um, I like ending on a happy note. 
thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of What If It's Haunted. We hope that you've enjoyed listening just as much as we've enjoyed sharing. If you would like to send in your own experience, please do so at whatifitshaunted at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at whatifitshaunted. If you would like to tell your story word for word, you may also leave us a voice message through our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash whatifitshaunted. Please also leave a review and share this podcast with your fellow lovers of the unusual. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Listen, more listeners means more stories, which means more episodes. More uplifting episodes. <laughs> Speaking of more uplifting episodes, we have new ones every other Friday, so keep an eye out for the strange and not so usual. Remember, what if it's haunted? If you are someone you know is experiencing suicidal thoughts or just need someone to talk to, here's the number to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It is 1-800-273-8255. Again, 1-800-273-8255.